This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Leaf fans asking, is Taz going to put $20 on the Panthers? That was the key to our success in round one. <laughs> I'll take all the credit. Yeah. It's been, it's been a long time. I've been getting blamed for jinxing teams. Now I'm using my power for good. <laughs> Uh, do you want me to do 20 or do you want me to, because it's round two, you want me to up it to 40? I think you got to up it to 40, if not 80, just my opinion, uh, just to really lock it in. That I'll curse. go 40. If they make it to round three, I'll go 80. I think that's, you have to, you have to up the stakes Double each it every time. time. 100%. Okay. Jim is my bookie. Yep. I don't have, uh, I don't have a gambling app on my phone. So Probably for the best. I don't trust myself with one. <laughs> so we go um, 40 here. Okay, if you bet 40 on the Florida Panthers to beat the Toronto Maple Leafs, series bet, $92 you'll win. So the Leafs are favored here. Uh, done. Pa- Panthers a bit of an underdog, but uh, boom, there we go. Lock it in. Locked and loaded for tomorrow night. I have bet $40 on the Florida Panthers, and I've done it because I am a fan, not of the Toronto Maple Leafs, but I am a fan of their fans. Hmm. That includes you, Jim. Uh, thank you. you. Feel special? Thank you. <laughs> I really do. And maybe after this season, once all is said and done, maybe we could convince Taz to be more than just a fan of the fan. Maybe you could be a fan of the team. I don't know. I, I, I just it, it doesn't feel right. You know, I can't just, especially if they, and I don't even want to say it out loud, but if you know what happens, then I can't become a fan and be oh, look, they win, and then Taz is a fan. I'll never hear the end of it. I think Leafs fans will be okay with that. You think I'd be embraced by the community? I, I would doubt I it. I think so. No, it's the other. It's the it's the Habs fans and the Boston fans that will be angry at you. But I don't know if there's another city, another market like Toronto that there's so many people who live so close to that market and still hate it. Like, do the Dallas Cowboys get this much hate from people who live near Dallas or in Dallas? Like, why do people in Toronto and around Toronto – cheer against the Toronto team so much. It's confusing to me. Mm. And I, I think it might be an anomaly just in Toronto. I don't know any other cities that hate their team. We did as get much a text Toronto. message earlier, Jim. It was speculation that Leaf haters secretly love the Leafs. Kind of bring themselves. Kind of like how uh you know there's some homophobes out there who secretly want to be in a gay relationship. <laughs> Like the preacher who's like, uh, yeah, gets caught you, you in the see bathroom? the story all the time, right? It's like they've been they've been talking about the evils of homosexuality and then they get caught in the public bathroom. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to catch these haters <laughs> alone somewhere wearing all Leafs gear. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at me. Painted up naked yeah. in their bedrooms. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> just a theory. Just a theory. I just wanted to try it out. <laughs> See what the fuss was all about. I don't actually like this. That <laughs> was a long time ago. It was college. <laughs> I'm over it. I don't cheer for the Leafs anymore. Where did you get this photo of me wearing all blue and white? The Taz and Jim Podcast. We got a text message here from one of our listeners. Tell Jim and Devin Peacock Saturday night's win spawned some real good news for Leaf fans. Uh, they should be a much faster team in the second round now that they got that 19-year-old monkey off their backs. Mm-hmm. Go Leafs, go. one taz and jim one 829 6546 is our number. You got any thoughts, any comments? Longtime Leaf fans, how are you guys feeling this morning? Uh, if you're a fan of the Florida Panthers, how are you feeling? <laughs> 
I think obviously my, insane. I think my son may have jumped onto the Florida <laughs> Panthers bandwagon now. Uh, we'll see when I get home. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was uh, was one heck of a weekend for Toronto fans. Now speaking of monkeys. We've got more good news here. Oh, yeah? Did you know Michael Jackson's monkey is still alive? What? Michael Jackson's chimp Bubbles turned 40 years old on the weekend. They had a big party. He's living at a retirement home for monkeys down in Florida. The Center for Great Apes. Massive birthday party. There was a cake that was frosted with mashed bananas. They wrote his name on it in blueberries. The theme was Bubbles. They had an actual bubble bath, paper bubbles as decorations, and bubbles got presents, like a blanket with his photos on it. Wow. The staff entertained him with DVDs of Michael, but he loves watching them. They say he he remembers Michael fondly. Uh, I don't know. I mean, are we sure? <laughs> if we could How do you know? If we could give him that uh that Planet of the Apes virus, that allows Bubbles to talk. I'm oh. sure he would tell some stories. Yeah, let's give him some expired Alzheimer medicine, and let's get to the bottom of this. <laughs> Happy birthday, Bubbles the Chimp, 40 years old. I like how they're going through all this trouble to try to make him happy. Just put him back in the jungle. The bubble bath, the mashed up banana cake. I mean, is that making him happier than just being back in the wilderness? Yeah. Bubbles had it pretty good his whole life. He's, <laughs> he's, he's a pampered, pampered chimp. I don't know how he'd do out there. You're right. He probably <laughs> wouldn't be good. You can't roller skate in the jungle. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. I wanted to do a good Florida man story on the show today to celebrate uh, Florida upsetting the Boston Bruins last night mm-hmm. in the Stanley Cup uh, playoffs. And I thought I found one here. Headline is, two guys jumped into croc-infested river while running from the cops. Uh, Two guys were in custody, but two other guys ran off. They jumped into a crocodile-infested river. Uh, Cops had to shoot crocodiles to stop them from attacking the suspects. What? At that point, you're kind of you've 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 made your bed now. Lie in it. Yeah. Now luckily, the crocs have to die. Luckily, none of the crocs were hurt, so they shot at the crocs to scare them uh, off. Apparently, stormtrooper move. Both of the idiots climbed out and decided getting arrested was better than staying in the croc-infested waters. Uh, they don't know. We don't know exactly what these guys did in the first place, but. There was some fights, a cop car was damaged, and someone got shot with a crossbow. So I I feel like TV has lied to me, though, because when you run away from the cops into a croc-infested water, you should be able to jump on their snouts, and then they open up every time. Like every cartoon I've ever watched, you jump on their backs. Pitfall. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They launch you to the next crocodile. Frogger. Yeah. You go one croc to the next croc. What the heck? (laughs) Maybe a couple big turtles in yeah, there, too. And then they just stick their head up. What the? <laughs> Maybe these guys had the same idea. Uh, so I I was like, oh, this is a Florida man story for sure. No. Australia. Hmm. Yeah, there's a similar vibe going on between Australian guys and Florida guys, I think, when it comes to nature. <laughs> Croc-infested river. Two guys jumped in while running from the cops. Not in Florida. It happened in Australia. <laughs> Jerry Springer passed away last week, if you didn't hear the news. 
uh, he uh, he was an icon for sure, talk show icon. First person I thought of when I heard Jerry Springer died was Canadian comedian Johnny Guardhouse. I've had the pleasure of seeing Johnny perform a number of times. He's a very funny guy. And once he, he told me this story about how Jerry Springer got really mad at him. He was a guest on the show. And, well, I, I don't want to tell the story here. So let's, uh, let's bring Johnny Guardhouse onto the program. How you doing, man? Good morning, boys. How are you? Good, good. to hear your voice. We're good. Uh, yeah, you too. Uh, yeah, full disclosure, I didn't kill Jerry. You didn't kill him. I was, I was no. leading up to like, and here's the man that killed him. No. There, there is some talk that you may have changed the <laughs> trajectory of his show and made him what he is. Look, I, uh, no, he's gone. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Take all the yeah, credit. What's he going to do? <laughs> sue you? He can't sue you yeah. again. Okay, yeah. start from the beginning, Johnny. What was your What was your story with Jerry Springer? How did your lives intertwine? Well, in a nutshell, we, I used to live with a bunch of comics, uh, Ian Sirota and Shannon Lafferty, two, two great Canadian uh, comedians. Uh, they're roommates. Obviously, we got in a lot of trouble. Uh, but every night and every morning, we would watch the Springer show. And one late night after, you know, let's say gigging. That sounds great. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, we were watching the show, and there was a, a, a plea, you know, that Jerry always did on the show. Have you ever slept with um, the babysitter or know someone that has? And we laughed. I thought that was hilarious. I went to the kitchen to get something. And when I came back, my roommate was on the phone. And all I heard him say was, my name is John Guardhouse. <laughs> and he'd left my name about the babysitter stuff. That was Friday. Cut to Monday morning. They called. They, I didn't know what the hell he said on the, on the voicemail. But they read, it, they read the transcript back to me. So it was like, as an actor comedian... <laughs> You're given a script, and I just answered all the ridiculous things that were said to me with ridiculous answers. And geez, by Wednesday they were talking about getting us on the show. So I went down with a bunch of other comedians, and we did a show. Uh, I guess the actual title of the show is "Honey, Have I Got a Secret for You?" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I pretended to be this guy who slept with the beer. It was all just BS. And, you know, everybody on the panel was a comic, but the only people who didn't know that was the Springer Show. Oh, yeah. Terrified. And like, Jerry wasn't happy TV. about it. No, he wasn't at all. He he personally was the one that was, I mean, very upset. You know, his name's, his name's on the marquee. Uh, so was his spider sense us. going off? Like, how did he know you guys were maybe not telling the truth? Or how did he bust you guys? Oh, let me tell you something. I should have won. We all of, not just me, but I think the girl that played my wife should have won an Academy Award because she, <laughs> she, she scared the crap out of me. I thought something was wrong with her. Um, we pulled the show off. It was when we got home. Uh, we had to wait 30 days till it aired. And look, I had this. I was playing a guy who's, <laughs> who's, whose age I am now, but I was in my 20s. So I had this crazy receding hairline haircut. Like, you know, and I'm going on stage every night. And people are like, what, what the hell is wrong with your head? So I'd have to, you know, make up stories. And finally, it was just like, you know, you tell one person, look, don't tell anybody. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. That person tells somebody else. And then it ended up at a reporter's desk for the sun, this guy, Jim Slotek, great guy. Um, and uh, he called them and asked them to comment on the show they were hoaxed on. And then it just started this thing rolling. And that screwed them more because they looked at our show and went, well, it can't be this one, and pulled a different show and aired ours again, I think it was 
twice more across. So, oh, so it did get airtime. That is a awesome. testament to you guys. Oh. It aired multiple times because they're like, "There's these guys are so convincing. There's yeah. no way oh, they're yeah. the, they're the hoaxsters." Look at this guy's haircut. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be serious. <laughs> so, did a lawsuit happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, they ended up suing us each. There was four of us. They sued us each for 180 grand. Holy. Which, you know, as a young comedian, you're like, good luck, you know? Yeah. Uh, please don't take our Nintendo. I think that was it. Like, all we had of value was, like, our Nintendo and <laughs> maybe a carton of cigarettes. Like, it was, it was it was like, we wanted to go to trial. We thought it'd be hilarious. Um, and that became quite evident to them that we didn't really give a crap. <laughs> but he obviously was the most angry out of everybody. So we settled out of court. And there was a there was a gag order on us for three years, but we settled the court for ten bucks. They just wanted to say that they won, and you know that we paid a price, but we paid I, we paid him in tunies. <laughs> so it was ten dollars Canadian. That's not a bad deal at all. <laughs> I, said, I said twelve bucks in tunies, which I figured was the exchange. To my lawyer, and his reaction was, "What the hell are these?" I said, "It's a payment. I want you to drop that off." <laughs> <laughs> you sure. got one over on him, Johnny Guardhouse. Good on you. That's right. Are you brave enough to let me see your peacock? Oh, look at this guy strolling in here—the peacock of the walk. <laughs> Woo! Dev, your Toronto Maple Leafs are moving on to round two. They're moving on to round two. They don't have to play the Boston Bruins either. What happened for the Leafs over the weekend? Is this the dawn of a new era? I actually do think it's the dawn of a new era. I mean, you you listen to the lightning after the Leafs lost. They were still playing their little mind games, uh, saying buts. You know, they they played well, but congratulations to them. But uh, the the lightning always the the trolls of the NHL, and now they can go back under their bridge. Well, he's not a troll, but he's the worm, Corey Perry. Do you think he played the last game of his NHL career? Can you see him retiring? I could see him retiring. I hope he doesn't retire. I mean, he was still... He played well. Yeah, he played a really effective role for the Tampa Bay Lightning. I don't know if he'll be back in Tampa, but uh, I hope he's not done in the NHL. The NHL's better when he's playing. Okay, forget about the other team. Let's talk about your Toronto Maple Leafs. What was the key to the victory on Saturday night? The key was growing up. You look at how many times the Leafs over the past couple of years have shrunk from the moment. This year, they didn't. They The core four performed. You had goaltending that came through in a way that it hasn't in the past. They won on the road. They won in overtime. They did all the things they haven't done in the past, and they were versatile. I mean, you look at Sheldon Keefe. He finally dropped Justin Hall from the lineup. They went with 11 forwards, 7 defensemen on uh, Saturday night. So they had have a roster they can mix and match to respond to what's going on. And I think, I mean, it's hard to quantify what growing up looks like, except we just saw it on Saturday night. You say grow up, but it's funny because all the guys on the bench, all the Toronto Maple Leafs players looked like little kids when they had won. Like Ryan O'Reilly, who's already won a cup, Look hilarious when he was celebrating. Like he, these guys are genuinely excited. They're hugging each other. Well, Austin Matthews looked to this, <laughs> but more. It's like they already won the cup. Like Austin Matthews looked to the sky and was like, "Ah!" Did you guys yeah. see that? Like these guys were pumped. Nineteen years. The the last time, and our listeners in London on FM ninety six will understand how long this has been. The last time the Leafs made it out of the first round of the playoffs. I was working in Kingston. <laughs> I've been on the air 
in London, Ontario for 19 years. That entire time, the Leafs have not made it out of the first round of the wow. playoffs. My favorite stat to come out of the entire weekend is the fact that Sheldon Keefe is now the only living Leaf coach to have led the Leafs to a playoff victory. Which is a neat stat, also kind of sad. Very sad. <laughs> Very sad. <laughs> Incredibly for depressing. For a number of reasons. Wow, thanks for dragging us down here, Deb. So who do you think's going to die next, Devin? <laughs> Let's ruin this moment completely. Well, I think the Panthers' uh, playoffs are going to die next. I mean... Uh... Oh, snap. Yeah, that, uh, that was something else. You know, good to see... Uh, Zach Delpy and and some of the guys from around these parts do well. Pride of Paris, Ontario, the Panthers eliminating the Bruins. Mob of Leaf fans outside Scotiabank Arena on Saturday night chanting, We want Florida. They didn't know they were getting Florida at the time, but they sure let everyone know they didn't want to deal with the Boston Bruins in round two. Did you guys find that a little bit tacky? I didn't find it tacky at all. Like, the rest, like, all these teams have been uh, doing memes, making fun of the Leafs for years. I love seeing Brad Marchand cry last night. Did he cry? He cried. Of course he he cried. cried. He always cries. What's he crying for? He's a little baby. (laughs) (laughs) Those tears running down that nose. uh, I knew Leaf fans were going to be excited to see that. I will cut him some slack if he's sad to see his buddy Bergeron go. Uh, (laughs) I'd like to see Bergeron cry too, you know? Get out of here. Don't you guys want to look like the bigger men, you know, and, and and say, yeah, we can take the Boston Bruins. We can eliminate anybody. Look what we just did to uh, to Tampa Bay. We'd love the opportunity to d- pay the Bruins back personally for all those years of misery they have dealt our way. No. <laughs> Listen, like all the Leaf haters out there, take every shot they can, every chance they get. So Leaf fans, you know, sure, why not? I mean, be careful what you wish for because the Florida Panthers just pulled off a huge upset. Yeah. You look at the first round of the playoffs, home ice did not help Toronto. They won three of their four games in that series in Tampa Bay. The Florida Panthers just won three straight against the Boston Bruins, including two in Boston. So I am not taking the Panthers lightly at all, but I can also be very confident in the Toronto Maple Leafs now turning a corner in this new era of Leaf hockey. Now, I'm not going to say that I predict it, but you remember I got back from uh, Florida and I saw the Panthers play uh, Tampa Bay and, and I said, they're a good team. They could upset the Boston Bruins and they did. They deserved it. I mean, Matthew Kachuk is about to become the most hated guy in Toronto, but <laughs> there's a lot of fun uh, storylines. You got Kachuk and Marner, former teammates with the London Knights. They won a Memorial Cup together. They're now opponents. Paul Maurice, former coach of the Leafs, now coaching against the Leafs, looking to send them back into the play misery they just climbed out of there's a lot of fun storylines between the panthers and leafs okay are you guys still riding the high or has the stress and concern kicked in for for tomorrow night's series start against the panthers the uh, stress kicked in last night after the uh, <laughs> after the bruins I lost feel the opposite i feel free i feel like it, we're playing with house money at this point i feel like uh 
now that the first round thing is behind. The curse has been broken. The curse is broken, so who ca- it's been a successful playoff run. I don't care even if they've only won one round. At this point, the guys must be feeling free, too, to a certain extent. Like, once that monkey's off the back, it's like, okay, now we can focus on the cup. I do think they are one of the most dangerous teams in the NHL right now because you've got this team that's performed really well, and they do have that monkey off their back. Now let's see what they can do. Let's do it! I won't leave cause I'm a believer I won't leave cause I'm a believer The Taz and Jim Podcast You know people will say uh, the pressure was palpable the tension, you could feel the tension in the air I was in a room on Saturday and honestly it was it was one of the most intense situations I've ever been witness to because you're waiting for the phone call is everybody quiet or is everybody talking or it's everybody's just on pins and needles so two brothers from london ontario sydney and chase brown unbelievable football players they played for south high school in london ontario they uh, ended up playing together at the university of illinois Uh, sydney is a safety chase is a running back both we're waiting this weekend to get drafted into the NFL. Now, on Friday night uh, at, uh, at a big party, um, 66th overall, Sydney was drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles. Nice. On Saturday, my buddy Chris Arnold called me up and said, hey, he's, he's buddies with uh, Darren, the boy's dad. And he said, hey, Darren says, come on over if you want to, uh, if you want to watch chase get drafted i'm like how could i say no so i went to this house and it was full of people so cool to see like the the support team that these guys have mm-hmm. all the coaches and uh and friends and family that help them get to where they are just just waiting for the moment right yeah it's a victory for all of them yeah i gotta give a special shout out to uh uh robbie greenshield 1995 mr hillbilly willies sorry <laughs> He was there. Uncle Sean Campbell. Okay. <laughs> Pal of mine. Good to see him as well. Um, but uh, but it was like just the waiting is the hardest part, as Tom Petty says. Uh, you had uh, Rachel, mom, on the couch next to Chase. And every round that went by, people are getting more nervous. And, you know, you don't know what to say because uh, – yeah, both guys, I think, kind of expected to go a little earlier than they did. Mm-hmm. You just have to keep reminding yourself, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I mean, he was one of the leading rushers in college football in the U.S. He's going to be picked up by a team. And finally, the call comes from his agent, and everyone just freaks out. They start cheering, jumping around. It was incredible. Moments oh, sorry, later, robocall. So <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Never mind. Moments later, the uh, the announcements made on television. They cut, and you've, you've watched this uh, thousands of times, right? The family in the living room. I got to be in the background yeah, of yeah. that shot, right, where uh, where uh, mom and and Chase are hugging on the couch, and his girlfriend is yeah. hugging him. Taz is trying to get him for a hug. He gets stiff armed, <laughs> stiff armed by Sydney, who who jumped over the couch and hugged his brother. I saw Sid when I came in. He had been drafted on the Friday. And he said that the Eagles wanted him to fly to Philadelphia 
immediately, and he said, I'm not going anywhere till my brother gets drafted. Nice. So he stuck around that extra day, and it was a pretty cool moment, man. Something I never thought I'd experience, something I, I probably will never experience again. Like, what are the odds that one player from mm-hmm. London, Ontario, is going to get drafted into the NFL, let alone two twin brothers. Now, here I am talking to the boys. This is after Chase got drafted. Moments after, he's still a little bit stunned. Chase, how you feeling, man? I have experienced a tense room in my day, but nothing like that. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. Extremely excited about this opportunity. Um, didn't really know where I was going to end up. I uh, thought I would have gone in the fourth, but, um, you know, extremely blessed to be around my family and the people that came out to support. But extremely excited about this opportunity. There's there's a lot of work to do ahead. We haven't done anything yet. And, you know, the fact that I was able to do this with my brother and experience this and, you know, go to college with him all the way up to this point, it's it's, it's that was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And the fact that, um, you know, we're both going to NFL now and to think about where we came from and where we started and... Um, Man, it's 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 a blessing, but to uh, to come back to London and, and do this, it's it's exciting. And man, words can't describe how I feel right now. I'm just I'm just pumped up. It's what I dreamed of. So let's do this. What are you gonna tell your teammates in Cincinnati when they say there's a London in Canada? What's that place like? <laughs> yeah, I'm a well. I mean, it's it's a place, but. Um, I don't think that's what they care about. I think what they care about more is, you know, what I'm going to bring to the team and, um, you know, my work ethic, you know, my my, my uh, football ability and, you know. Um, <laughs> 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 oh, and, um, you know, just going in to add to the championship caliber program they got going. So I'm excited about it. Now, is there going to be some separation anxiety between you and Sydney, or are you looking forward to getting rid of this guy for a while? Yeah, I mean, we've done it once before. Uh, we got FaceTime and stuff, so I know we'll be all right. But the the best thing is, is you know, I know he's in a good spot. He's going to go in and be, uh, you know, instant impact maker and, um, you know, really good opportunity for him, just like Cincinnati's a good opportunity for me. So um, I'm sure he'd say the same thing, but, you know, definitely a lot of work to do ahead. Who day? <laughs> I know, I know. There's, I know. There's a lot of Bengals fans in London. We we've been getting calls uh, on our show from the Bengals Den. I'm sure they would like to say congratulations to you. You want to say hi to the Bengals Den in London? What's going on, guys? Excited about this opportunity. Let's go. Who they? Who they? Who they think gonna beat them Bengals? Nobody. Let's go over to Sid. Sid. Philadelphia Eagles, wow, what a team. Last year, Super Bowl, what's it like one minute uh, to not know how things are going to end up and the next minute you're a Super Bowl contender? I mean, for myself, I just, I was so focused on where I was going to go that I was just counting down the picks and I saw the Eagles at 62 and when I saw them slide out, I was like, uh, I don't know what's going to happen, so... When they slid to 66 and they gave me the call, I mean, like Chase said, there's 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 no words to describe that feeling. The work that you put in before and kind of the journey to get there is just the top of the mountain, right? And we get to the top of the mountain, now there's an even bigger mountain to climb. So the Last Super Bowl, everyone was talking Kelsey Bowl. Uh, how long are we going to have to wait before we get a an Eagles-Bengals-Brown Bowl? We haven't done anything yet. We haven't done anything yet. <laughs> I mean, when we, when we make something happen on the field, then maybe we'll make jerseys like that. 
Well, I know there's going to be a lot of uh, brown jerseys in, in London, Ontario. Anything you'd like to say to the kids out there who may feel like the NFL is, is a long way from uh, this part of the country, this part of the world? Well, I think it's important to note that, I mean, the vision's blurry. You don't know where you're going to go. You don't know where you're going to end up. But all you can control is your actions and how you live your routine. And, I mean, every day is an opportunity to get better. So if you believe in that and you kind of take that mentality that when you can't see exactly what's ahead, and but you believe in the motive and why you're doing it, good things are going to come on the other side. Can't wait to watch you fly, buddy. I can't wait to f***ing fly. <laughs> <laughs> So cool, man. I can't wait to see a picture of them together when they finally meet in the NFL and get a pick for mom. That'll be cool. This is going to be fun to watch for sure. Congratulations. Kudos to Chase and Sidney Brown. NFLers. And uh, kudos as well to their parents. That was my favorite moment always is to see them uh, hug their parents once they get the news. And, And Darren and Rachel, obviously, have done some things correctly with their two boys because they are incredible men. And uh, I was so happy to be part of that on Saturday.